It's time to catalog minor catastrophes, tell our real life terrors, and manifest some mayhem. That's right. Let's crack open the anxiety encyclopedia. I'm Catherine McNally. I'm Lorian McGill. Hello. Welcome. Um, we are going to do one of my classic episodes just because I've decided that it's now a classic for me. Um, and it's where I take a topic that everyone else is super chill about and like think it's like a fun, good time, but I'm not chill about it. And so I think everyone else needs to be on my level. And this is just like a big, I told you so. So we're going to talk about <laughs> e-scooters. I'm not super chill about e-scooters. I feel like I kind of briefly came to fireworks defense. I will not be doing that for e-scooters. Okay. We are aligned in our... Super aligned. <laughs> They're super dangerous. Uh, yeah. I I don't feel good about them. And I don't <laughs> I don't want to get on one too much. Mostly I don't want to get on one to A, embarrass myself, and B, become like forever maimed and changed. Yeah. Yeah, the or first, killed. I mean, I appreciate your transparency because I agree that the first concern for me is actually just you're going to look embarrassed. Yeah. I can't. I once did one of the bike rental, not an e-bike, just regular bike in Phoenix with a friend. And that's when I learned that I don't remember how to ride a bike. And those bikes are actually terrible because they're super heavy because of all the like mechanisms that keep you from stealing it and the basket. They're really heavy. And it was... It was humiliating, and uh, I could see a similar scooter situation. Absolutely. It's like we're the same person because, yeah, <laughs> uh, I've done one time one of those bikes in Boston with my family because my dad was like, let's take it and we'll take it to the park. And I'm like, how much time is there going to be on the road? Because I don't trust myself. Those bikes are too big for my little feet, my little legs. I can't touch the ground. I got to get completely off the seat to get. It's very difficult starting and stopping for me. I can't do it. Didn't enjoy the experience. I bailed out. <laughs> I was like, Christine, dad, go have fun. I'm done. I'm walking. We also gave up pretty soon. We were also in downtown Phoenix. So there wasn't a lot of space for me to get into the groove. It was like, uh, right a little while, stop at the stoplight, right? Avoid people. It, and um the person I was with was so kind and also could tell that this was going to take longer than walking literally anywhere. And so we, we did ditch those bikes, but good. Yeah. No city. No. The anyway, so stopping. Yeah. A scooter is not, does not require the same level of coordination. No, but it's still balanced. But the idea of humiliating myself on a, a downtown in front of my friends yeah i'm so, guess what i'm in my 30s guess what teenagers you never stop worrying about it, humiliating yourself on a scooter specifically in front of your friends who'd have thought that one of my childhood fears comes to life did you have a it, razor when you were a kid hell yeah i did <laughs> me too <laughs> i could ride that me too oh yeah <laughs> i flew <laughs> um but before we get into the details i do have to tell you about one embarrassing story um from caroline she might not like me telling you this, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> so my sister Caroline oh, had an God. incident with a bird scooter. She was drunk. She got on one, which first problem, don't do that. Um, she, so she's riding on the scooter, just shit-faced. She somehow like falls off and, and like scrapes up her whole body. You should have seen her shin. It looked disgusting. Ugh. 
luckily she only like hurt herself in a minor way and not her i feel like her phone went flying too she was in the middle of the street i feel like people saw her so that's really worst case scenario and she lived and survived that um so yeah this is for you caroline don't do that again i do think that the the drunkenness is a concern because they are always like downtown by the bars and there's just i'm sure going to talk about it but there's this part of our brains that is like yeah that's just a razor scooter so i can just get on it and it's like fun as an engine yeah it's it's, go a motor i don't know it has a mechanism that's going to propel you much faster right and yeah down like a main road also i wasn't riding my in the streets i was riding my scooter in my neighborhood not town central okay so i'm gonna be up front i'm gonna mostly focus on the the whole rise and downfall of bird but there is lime involved too so we're looking at these two main e-scooter companies stupid Um, names also i know bird better than lime Lime. yeah it's just they were like green right why are they naming their companies after things that are already things okay i just i mean i felt similarly about like what the heck's an uber like all company names are stupid either you're making up a word we have so many words or you're naming after something that exists and i'm like why don't you make up a word i'm impossible please or you're like using a word that's already a word but you're misspelling it lift are you, yeah. are you coming for Lyft? <laughs> okay, I feel like that's a lot of them. I can't think of another think example. Right. But, but Lyft is the first one that I was like, ah, yes. Yeah. What's okay. a Lululemon? Come on. Everything should just be named after last names like pubs. All the yeah. is just the proprietor's last name. I mean, I like that. Let's go back to that. Okay. So Lime and Bird um are founded in the same year lime is founded in uh, january 2017 and bird followed th- that september um and so after nine months of being in existence bird raised more than 300 million dollars in funding lime raised a lot of money too but this yeah. is bird's story now people who were and bird yes. was the one that was slightly first right i, I think technically lime it says oh, which was Lime January. Was, I'm sorry. January was Lime. I did like listening. No, you're good. Again, th- these stories kind of follow very similarly, but let's be real. There was one article that was specifically going after Bird. So <laughs> we're going to talk about that. They opened close enough together that it is conceivable that Bird was already on its way when Lime. Not that That's they were like, true. look at the success of this because they're That's within true. the same year. So, um, so. You know, oh, look at these little cute electrical scooters popping up. Um, People who lived in the cities that, like, were kind of launching this, they thought it was going to be fun, like a cute little novelty. Like, and and then we have uh, investors who think that this could upend urban transport and replace cars. They were just like, I'm imagining, <laughs> I'm imagining, like, grandmas. On scooters, <laughs> mothers wearing their babies and holding a toddler's hand on the scooter next to them, <laughs> businessmen with like their briefcase and their backpack. Like, come on, it's a little bit prohibitive, I think. 
Yeah. And like, it's not like you're going that far on a scooter. It's like, I don't want to walk that <laughs> next three blocks. Right. I'm just picturing a tiny old lady with like her arms wrapped around a guy for dear life as he scooters <laughs> down the street. Oh, geez. So they're delusional <laughs> and they think that this is going to be like huge. Um, and when they start marketing, Bird and Lime both made claims that scooters would ease traffic and save the environment by providing eco-friendly transportation. I mean, I get that in the context of a downtown bar type area where people are like a college campus where people are walking yeah. to the bars, not obviously walking, they're Ubering, but they could scooter conceivably. Sure. Sure. But that's like its sole utility, I think. Yeah. And the whole claim, I mean, we're going to see that this is not true, but the whole claim about like, it's going to, you know, ease traffic is going to be so much better. Well, the issue is how they're charging these scooters. They're not going into a docking station like, you know, they have all those bike docking stations. You got to dock them in order to get your money back or like stop the service. Bird and lime, you can just leave them wherever, which is going to cause some problems. <laughs> um, and so in the early days, in order to recharge them, Bird invited people to become freelance chargers who got paid for finding and recharging scooters low on battery. They also at the time used freelance mechanics for repairs and paid like per scooter. I totally would have been a freelance charger in graduate school. You're like, yeah, I need some extra. Put a podcast in, Uh walk around, find some scooters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, at a certain point in early 2019, they started hiring salaried mechanics in some cities to repair their scooters. Um, But quickly, the e-scooters created chaos Um, on the streets, on sidewalks, on bike paths. Cities were forced to regulate them and create rules. Um, some of them used technology like geofencing, which makes scooters inoperable in des- in designated areas. I'm just imagining something going like way too fast, hitting the invisible fence and the scooter stopping <laughs> and them just flying off the scooter. <laughs> I wonder if it would work like that. Probably, just... probably not. It's probably <laughs> a much more. But it's better actual, if it does. But in my mind, that's what's happening. I love that. I think, I can't confirm this 100%, but I think they also can use geofencing to, like, make speed limits. That makes sense, yeah. So, like, if you're in, like, a certain part that's, like, you can't go over 10 miles an hour, it will, like, force you to not go over that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of scary and, like, Big Brother, but also cool. Um, I, Correct. Yes. <laughs> the technology is cool. The usage is... In the- questionable (laughs) um so but if they made rules like how many people know the scooter rules does it come up in the app and you like check the box how do you know what the rules are morian you are hitting at like some (laughs) of the biggest criticisms of this these companies because secret rules there is like you know you're scrolling through the app like here are the rules or whatever except you're in the app right yeah um you're supposed to ride them on the streets that's like pretty much every city but people I mean, I don't want to ride in the street with cars. When I think about the areas in Albuquerque that have had them at some point, genuinely, I would not advise riding in the streets. I would not fault anyone who was riding the scooter on the sidewalk. Right. But then you're 
potentially hitting pedestrians and well i mean that's another issue certainly they're not small these scooters no but they're really not roadworthy let's be honest no absolutely not no they belong in like a 90s film and that's it okay and then also there's well like look bird and lime are like you need to wear helmets when you wear our product but we're not going to give you any helmet and even if we did would you really want to put that on your head no i would lice no i mean i wouldn't wear a stranger's helmet oh i would have a designated e-scootering helmet if i was using e-scooters if you're really committed you'd have one i'd have my own helmet super cool like having your own bowling ball would you carry it in a similar kind of case? Like yeah, a bowling ball? for sure. <laughs> what they should have done was done helmets that were attached to the scooter. Mm-hmm. But also, in the right after COVID, karaoke bars started doing the little mic condoms is what they mm-hmm. called them. And is that what they really called them? That is what some people called them. Mic covers? Forget I said it. Uh, mic covers. Too that were these little it. disposable. They felt almost like a those booties or like surgical gown mm-hmm. that you put over the mic and then you took it with you. And so I think that they should have like a little bag on the scooter full of uh, caps. So you put a cap love- on your head, then you put the communal helmet on and then you can go. I love this so much because it's basically <laughs> like you're putting a shower cap yep, on before right. you put on. You're right. Yeah. Except flimsier. Like those hotel shower caps that break yeah. as soon as you stretch them out to put them on your head. Okay, incredible. Lime, bird, we will take um, money for this great idea. Oh, my. (laughs) I feel like you're getting to a point where you're going to tell me they don't have any money to give us, but. (laughs) Um, Anyone else who has big dreams in e-scooters, let us know. We have ideas. Um, Big dreams in (laughs) e-scooters is an album name. (laughs) Now, with the pandemic, scooter use went way down. People weren't going out. People weren't needing this. Um, And it dropped by more than 50% in 2020, which put pressure on these companies, obviously. So they did a couple of different things. Lime laid off 13% of its global workforce in late April 2020. Bird laid off nearly one-third of its 1,400 employees in March 2020 over Zoom. And they did it in a two-minute message. That's horrible. Yeah. What do you what do you think their delivery was like? That's a pretty this- tight operation though. 1400 people. Um they feel to me like one of those startups that's trying to be super cool. Yeah, and hip. Yes. And so I think they were probably like, "Hey fam, um times are tough because of the coronavirus and we recognize that as a company and we're sorry and not to make things tougher but you are fired (laughs) it does like and then the person sorry i just realized the ceo gets on a scooter and scoots out of the zoom window (laughs) that's the way you exit obviously (laughs) oh my god these companies do remind me of that fake um technology company in in parks, parks and, and rec yeah yeah well, for sure grizzle? yeah grizzle <laughs> their <laughs> motto was like, vibes something like what if we were all just super cool to each other 
That's what bird and lime kind of feel like to me. That's exactly what I was thinking of, in fact. Yeah. Um, okay, so not great. Um, and it was during, so they were laying off these employees. And now it's during the spring and summer of 2020 when these freelancers who had been, you know, charging up those e-scooters while they're in grad school trying to get that extra cash, <laughs> they're now getting surprise messages from Bird. The freelancers? Uh-huh. And so Bird is pitching them an exciting new opportunity to get their own fleet of scooters. Oh, and no. then they get uh-huh. And they then they turn get into a- an MLM. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get a cut of the money from every ride taken. And if so you the- can get six friends and family to also get a and fleet they- of scooters, they're in your downstream. <laughs> Have a scooter party. <laughs> uh, everyone's doing it. Um Okay, so they're, the fleet managers are in charge of charging the scooters, repairing them, and storing them. So it does have, like, a lot of overhead, right? You have to figure out, okay, I need a vehicle to pick them up. To I need someone to repair them. I need somewhere to store them, all of that. But the money was pretty good. So, but it's not going to last long. Now. Yes. Well... Yeah, I the money was pretty good, but they couldn't pay their other employees. I don't, I don't understand. I think this is a moment of like, we got to slash everything that we don't need. And then we're going to hone in on the one part that we do need. And Which we're gonna is put maintaining. Of, okay. Right, and we're going to put all of the responsibilities on them, right? They're like, you got to store it. You got to charge it. You got to repair it. Okay. Now, they... They had, I don't even know if it was called this, but I'm going to say this. They had the original scooter model, Bird One. Don't know if it was called that. (laughs) Now they're rolling out a new scooter model. Why when they're in this kind of crisis? I don't know, but it's called Bird Two. And the Bird I don't mean to correct you, but Bird One, the I was actually just a one. So it's called Bird, but the I was a one. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Now the Bird Two had some issues. Oh, no. It replaced the mechanical brake of Bird's earlier scooters with a single hydraulic brake on the back wheel. So, so the, the other brake, brake was on the handles? It just sounds like, uh, look, you're asking me about mechanics that I don't know. I do know it's a worse brake. So the brake is worse for outdoors. And here are some words that I looked up and I don't, uh, don't ask me follow up. The brake calipers and handles would often freeze in the winter, making the brakes ineffective. So it sounds like it's a handle thing and so it is the still on the actual, handles. yeah. But it's just instead of a brake, I think I understand. Instead of a mechanical brake that like tells cuts the engine, it's just right. one of those brakes that goes back over the wheel when you squeeze it and like. Oh no! <laughs> well, that's what they said, right? A hydraulic brake over the back wheel. Yeah, and everything freezes, so that means they're not communicating when you click the handles. Well, you're. I didn't know how much mechanical knowledge you'd bring to this. I love it. Um... I am very handy, <laughs> theoretically. Okay, so worse in the winter, worse in the summer. The seal on the brake calipers would wear down and rupture, dumping the hydraulic fluid out. And the hydraulic brake was almost guaranteed to fail within several months. <laughs> Did they do no testing? 
<laughs> They're like, we fired that guy. I don't. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So according to one fleet manager who operated one of Bird's larger fleets, in spring 2021, about 30 to 40 of the scooters would fail every week. That's so just like constant. I'm guessing that the mechanical brakes were harder for these freelance people to maintain, to fix, to repair. And mm. so even though they were better brakes, lift, not lift, Bird was like, that's the big reveal. Lyft owned Bird. Bird was like, we got to do a, a break that's easier for people to repair. But then they did the worst break of all time. Yikes. I mean, it's that's possible. Theory. I love it. Um, now, th- there are lawsuits that confirm that this happened. In what? 2020. <laughs> In 2020, come... Complaints against or complaints alleged that Lime and Bird failed to properly maintain their scooters, um, resulting in injuries to nearly 90 plaintiffs. Um, lawsuits say that malfunctioning brakes, sudden accelerations, and faulty throttles, handlebars, and wheels caused riders to be thrown off the scooter Those and result are all the parts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just listed everything. They're like, we're gonna take Sorry. one out of we're gonna, take, we're gonna take one out of Carnival Cruise Ship. We do not you you can use our scooters, but we do not guarantee a functioning brake, a functioning handle, a functioning wheel. You, and sometimes the part you put your foot on just fell off. I don't know. <laughs> like it just feels like uh, Okay. So all of these things cause people to have injuries like fractures, bo- broken bones. And concussions. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Lime also had some issues with theirs. Kind of what you just said, things falling off. They had models that baseboards would just crack or break off if ridden off a curb at a high speed. Which, you know, look, maybe don't do that. Right. But also you're giving these to the public. You got to think through some things about what are they going to do with these Idiot scooters. 19-year-old boys are going to try to do trick things off of the curb. Right. Um, You're going to love this. Lime, this is specifically Lime, as far as I know, at one point had a scooter model that with batteries that could smolder or catch fire. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just imagining... <laughs> This terrible, like, Looney Tunes scenario where you're riding your lime down the street and it catches fire and you go to pump the brakes and they don't work. And so you're just riding an out-of-control flaming scooter down, you know, (laughs) Main Street, dodging sorority girls in their little heels, trying not to take anyone out and drive into the duck pond or something. Like, what? That would truly be the most embarrassing scenario that could happen for us. Like, we managed to stay on and not fall off, but then it's on fire. <laughs> and the brakes don't work. And the, Yeah. And I'm just screaming. <laughs> it's like when you ski. Yes. <laughs> uh, look, I have an aunt that would always tell us when we would go on roller coasters, it's more fun if you scream. And I've really taken that philosophy and just applied it to regular life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I was thinking about whether it's actually more fun if you scream and I missed the joke, which is why there was a delay and then I, (laughs) the pause and then it hit. 
Is that your experience? I know you're a big roller coaster person. Well, that's what I was trying to figure out. I think it's more I fun. Like, no, you just giggle. <laughs> I do giggle. <laughs> so, but I also scream. I think it's more fun because if you're not screaming, you're probably like actually like, trying oh not to scream. You're trying yeah. to like be cool or whatever. And the whole point yeah. is you just got to let go. Okay. I love that. Okay. So now a couple of examples of people who have experienced these malfunctioning scooters one plaintiff evan uh sutton said he was riding a scooter in downtown washington one morning in 2018 when the scooter abruptly stopped causing him to be thrown off and because of that he fractured his kneecap oh that's horrible yeah he had to get like a bunch of surgeries and pay a bunch of bills like this yeah. is this now i feel bad because that's the geofence scenario that we laughed at earlier but this is this is this is the scooter this isn't geofencing Right, right, right. Another rider suffered a traumatic brain injury while riding a Lime scooter. On her first ride, she said she was on the scooter for seconds before it suddenly accelerated. She tried to stop it, but it was but was thrown forward and onto the pavement. That's so terrifying. So these scooters are just like Christine, like ca- the, the car that just <laughs> like has a mind of its own. <laughs> Stephen King, I have the sequel for you. Take an e-scooter. What do oh, we Christine. name? What do we name the scooter? If the car's name was Christine, Ashley. Okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm like, what's a name that I don't really like <laughs> for this e-scooter? Uh, okay. Now they're trying to swap the brakes, right? They're like, oh, whoops, problem. <laughs> so by the summer, our bad. Time- Here's a coupon <laughs> for two again. free rides. <laughs> by the summer of 2021. Bird told their fleet managers to swap the hydraulic brakes for mechanical ones, but that caused a temporary parts shortage. Some say, and then there's this whole thing of like, who paid for this, right? Is it on the fleet managers or is it like, is Bird going to reimburse them? So some say Bird comped the fleet managers for their replacement brakes. Others say they had to pay for the upgrades themselves. Um, That's weird. That seems like something there should be an answer to. Definitely right, scooter. Like you should but also it seems like we should be able to know for sure. Yeah. Suspicious. Um so uh the Wall Street Journal Pro reported that because of shortages, mechanics for bird and lime were forced to use old parts like brakes to make repairs. That's just that's just not what you want to hear. It, no. Old parts I think you could use like logo stickers, handlebars. <laughs> um charging things yeah not, not the brakes they're like hey these have been just like sitting in this thing for a while kind of was gonna throw them out but here we go <laughs> there's probably a reason they're no longer attached to a scooter yeah um now one fleet manager said that they the managers would sometimes steal parts off of each other's scooters so like if they couldn't get the part they'd be like oh i'm gonna go take that use it for mine that's how bad it was scavenging yeah um and it's because of this like pressure to keep their job right you have to maintain a certain number you have to get like a certain number of rides in order to like keep your job and because there's so much overhead and because they've invested so much of their own money to like maintain and store these scooters i think that's contributing to the stealing um but it could also lead them to like put out scooters that are subpar and so that's putting more people at risk. Right. Um, 
one example of like the amount of overhead that they could have for fleet managers, one poured at least $6,000 into fleet maintenance in one spring to prepare for the busy summer season. So like you have to put in money, but they are getting, they're getting it back. But the problem is sometimes you can be fired in a split second. Like this person, she put all that money in and then she was fired for not maintaining two of her productivity scores. Oh, and so no. How many scooters in a fleet, roughly? Do you know? I think it depends. I think it's like a, I think it varies. Okay. Probably yeah. a very by location. Yeah. Or like how much you want to take on. Okay. Um. Now, like I said, fleet managers are often fired suddenly without warning. Um, another example, one fleet manager asked for time off during the summer because her father was in hospice with cancer. Seems like a pretty reasonable request. Two days before he died, she was kicked out of the program. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Now, while we're talking about injuries, let's talk about some other ones that not necessarily had to do with um, malfunctioning scooters. <laughs> But just with the general, like, <laughs> you're on a scooter with two <laughs> wheels. Just with functioning scooters. Right. It's going 15 miles an hour. Things Too fast. Happen. Right. You have no protection. No, right. It's like a motorcycle, but less fast. You're out yeah. there with them cars. Yeah, no, that's not good. I'm nothing protecting you. You do not belong out there with them cars. No. Now, with the increase in use, obviously comes an increase in injuries and emergency room visits. Now, part of the issue is on the companies. We've kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, They don't really give adequate warnings or use instructions. There's no training or instruction provided other than like a few pages in the app, which I'm sure most people are just like, scroll, scroll, skip, right? Um, Most of the time, riders have little to zero experience riding. And like I said, they're supposed to wear helmets, but they're expected to bring their own. So, yeah, BYOH, <laughs> bring your own helmet, which is very Thank reasonable. Thank you for spelling that out. <laughs> I was mostly like, I did the acronym right. Yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> and then, of course, like it's a scooter; it's not super stable. You have two wheels. If there's cracks in the road, if there are whatever, it's not like it's going to be able to handle it very well. Now, there is another weird element, another weird thing that can cause accidents. And so I'm just going to take you to this weird offshoot for a moment. I read that vandalism can cause scooter accidents. If scooters have their brake lines vandalized, and it said this in the article, presumably by anti-scooter activists... It can cause serious injury to the wider. So then I was like, what the fuck is that? I need to know if this is real. It is. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is an anti-scooter activist? So I'll give you a couple different flavors of okay. why people would vandalize okay. that. <laughs> a lot of the time, most of what I've seen with like the vandalism is really just mostly throwing them into bodies of water. It's not cutting the brake lines. Yeah, cutting the brake lines goes beyond vandalism to yeah. me. Vandalism yeah. is like 
breaking the grips off or yeah, spray painting a penis on the baseboard. It's not Classic. cutting the brake line. So that's the next person who uses it goes headfirst into a wall. Yeah. Um, so what one group of these activists um, were in Oakland, California, um, where scooters were thrown into this lake. Uh, but they were also thrown into trash cans. Um, other people defaced the scooters with profane stickers or feces. Oh, like I no, that feels like a lot of effort, and like, no, don't. Now, there were also Instagram accounts dedicated to scooter vandalism. Um, they'd show videos of people throwing scooters off of buildings. That's which they're so heavy, they're so heavy. They're also, like, kill someone so- down there. Right, I'm worried about like if I throw a penny off of this building, right. will it kill someone? No, and they're like, but the scooter, scooter would. Um, they would show videos of scooters on fire. Maybe it caught on fire on its own. Maybe it was them. Hard to say. Probably them. Um, scooters that had been run over by a car, and dogs defecating on scooters. Oh my gosh. If your dog is trained enough to to poop where you tell it to exactly, you should be doing other things. <laughs> like you use your powers for some other good. And not I, this. I wouldn't want to do that to my car. Run no. it over. Run a scooter over. No. I don't think these people look. I'm making Why some real assumptions. So I feel like their frontal cortex is not completely developed. Why were they so anti-scooter? Well, at the very least, the the owner of this e-scooter vandalism account said they were shining a light on the issues of e-scooters. Because some people don't like how the scooters just appeared one day without anyone asking for it. And other people aren't mad because pe- like they're just left everywhere. And so some, which like, look, some were like scratching out the QR codes on the scooters that were parked illegally. So I'm like, okay, that's better than brake lines. I didn't see anything about brake lines. It's I saw better lakes. than brake lines, but it's like, great, now you just have an ugly scooter that's non-functional. Like, job well done. Right. And they're just going to stick a new sticker on it. Right, yes. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, oh, it's something I was going to say. Oh, so people viewed the scooters like when you two gave everyone a free album and they lost their mind because they're just appearing on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, okay, so that was vandalism corner. Now we're back to just user error. Very few people wear helmets. Dummies. People, like, a lot of it is just, like, you're not following any of the rules. Like, the people who are doubled up on the scooters. Have you seen those people? And yeah, that like, little grandma, I painted you a mental picture of her already. She's wearing a helmet, though. <laughs> Honestly, my first thought when I see, like, usually a couple doubling up on a scooter, I'm like... I can't even do that by myself. Another person on there, I would not, I would be falling off of it immediately. I'm assuming that they're on a date and he's cheap. He's paying for everything, but he's cheap. So he's like, babe, it'll be romantic if we just share this scooter. Not romantic. Not that he has to pay for both their scooters, but like he's already set this expectation up front. And now he can't, he's refusing to follow through. 
I'd be like, yeah, I'm totally going to get on the back of it. And then I step off and he rides away and I never see him again. <laughs> That's what I would do. <sighs> All right. Well, and as so, far as helmets, I imagine a lot of times people aren't planning on using a scooter when right. they go out. Right. They're like, oh, this is convenient. Should we do this? Now, we've talked about how they're supposed to be ridden on streets, not on sidewalks. Um, so that means you're very vulnerable to cars. One woman in Kansas City, Missouri, was riding a bird scooter, failed to stop at a red light, and crashed into a Kia. The rider went under the car and was dragged several <gasps> feet. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, now, typical injuries that you'll see, broken noses, wrists, shoulders, as well as facial lacerations and fractured. Um, they've all increased because of Lyme and bird. One ICU nurse warned people on TikTok about how dangerous these scooters are. She said that she had a patient who rode one, fell, broke their back, and now they're paralyzed. Another patient, she had suffered a traumatic brain injury. And that's, it's like, it's not worth it. You're going on this little, you're like, oh, this will be like, well, it's just not like, worth it. Scooter. And then you're, you got a traumatic brain injury like that. I don't, I don't like that. No. That's why I refuse to get on one, not because I'm scared of looking stupid. I'm scared right. of brain yeah, injuries. Too. Forget everything I said earlier. <laughs> the TBIs. So at any point in time, which is what we're getting at, your life can change forever because you get on a scooter. Like for Danny Pena, who was on his way to a job interview at a sandwich shop, and he rode um, a bird scooter like to get the rest of the way there. He was an experienced rider, which is actually most, I think I have this later, most of the people who get injured, it's on their first ride. Um, so he had been an experienced rider. In less than a year, he had rented e-scooters more than 400 times in Whoa. LA, which seems at that point, buddy, get, buy one. I don't I know. I was going to say, have you considered just buying an e-bike or an electric scooter <laughs> if you're using them multiple times a day? 400. <laughs> in less than a year. Yeah. Um. Now, a mile into his journey, his bird crashed into a sidewalk because of invasive tree roots. So that was like lifting up the concrete. After he hit, he went headfirst into a tree and ended up in the street, which was a heavily trafficked part of La Brea Avenue. And in the crash, two portions of his cervical spine and part of his skull were fractured. Oh. He would never walk again. Oh, and the health care he would he's going to require for the rest of his life will cost about $15 million. Wow. So obviously he sues the city of Los Angeles. And he claims that like the unmaintained sidewalk was the reason for the crash. Now, L.A. turns to Bird for help. Because when Bird and the city made their business agreement, Bird agreed to indemnify the city against lawsuits related to its scooters. Whoops. And so Bird covers any lawsuits that deal with their scooters. Someone at the city of LA was really thinking, and how did they make that happen? Because no, tree root, that's totally on the city. But then they're yeah. like, oh, you were on a bird scooter? Bird's problem. Now, according to Bird, Danny was under the influence of alcohol and marijuana while he was on their scooter. But a judge ruled that no forensically defensible blood alcohol test had been administered. And while cannabis... So they were just throwing stuff against the wall to see if it stuck? 
Yeah, they're like, like he was drunk. drunk and high. Now, cannabis had shown up in his urine, but there's no way to know when it was ingested because it 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 can be detected way after the effect ah, fades. I see. So that's not um, that means nothing. Now, to make matters worse, this is when you like really this this is one of those moments that I love when you get to see like how awful a company is. To make matters worse, when Danny downloaded the Bird app and agreed to its terms, he indemnified Bird against any lawsuits. Yeah. Terms and conditions, man. Uh, Apparently, we got to read those now. God, that sucks. (laughs) Bird claims, and to make it worse, Bird claims that Danny owes the company $322,171 which was the amount they've spent so far defending Los okay, Angeles against Casey. the lawsuit. <laughs> At Airbnb. I thought you were going to say that they were going to make him pay for the scooter. Um, no, they're like, actually, you owe us money. And it makes sense if you're running the kind of business like that, where you're giving people access to vehicles, essentially. You would have to have in the terms that their life is in their hands when they're on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now Bird argues that if the lawsuit goes to trial and Danny is awarded damages, Danny has to pay the damages to himself. Bird assured investigators that they had no intention of collecting any money from Danny. So they're like, actually, you us, you owe us money. But then they're like, JK, JK, just like you don't get anything. (laughs) And you have this lifelong injury that's going to cost you millions of dollars. Um, now, in May 2021, Bird told investors that since its launch, the company had been involved in over 100 personal injury lawsuits. So it's not just Danny. Um, it's quite a few. Now, we are at the downfall of Bird. When Bird was preparing to debut on the stock market, Bird updated contracts of their fleet managers, and that cut their income in half. Oops. The mm-hmm. fleet managers. Yeah. Oh. So like where it used to be like a good deal, a good, a decent gig, if you didn't get <clears> fired. <throat> now it's like, well, you just cut everything that yeah. we need. In That's order to the do whole this. incentive is the money, you guys. Yeah. Um, in late 2022, Bird admitted it had overstated its revenue for the past two years. Um, and its founder, Travis Vander Vander Zanden gave up his position as company president and CEO. So it's like, they're doing things that are like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> um, then they began pulling their scooters out of certain cities like San Francisco, Tampa, and San Diego. Um, but other cities began banning the scooters. In September 2023, Paris became the first European city to ban electric scooters because of safety and environmental concerns. I just love that we've come full circle where they're like, it's good for the environment. And now Paris is like, it's bad for the environment. Get out. Hilarious. But it's shocking that Paris didn't ban it sooner for purely aesthetic reasons. Yeah, we don't want those little... Doesn't feel very Parisian to have. It's mopeds or bust. That's right. I'm going to smoke indoors and drive a moped. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, yeah, so in the past year in Paris, there were three deaths and 459 injuries. 
And the ban went into effect two days after a 12-year-old girl was killed on a scooter after colliding with a car. That's awful. Yeah. And I'm not trying to blame a 12-year-old, but I feel like the age restrictions are not 12. I don't think they're like, yeah, 12 and up. It's not like drinking over there. <laughs> Where it's just like, yeah, you're born. Here's a glass of wine. That's right. She had been drinking a red wine <laughs> immediately before getting on the e-scooter. But that's the problem with that too, right? That it's unenforceable. Can, she right. can't. She can rent a car, right? Reasonably, so can, you can get. But why can't she just get a scooter? Right. It's easy to get around. So again, it comes back to Bird. Um, now they did warn investors it could go bankrupt. Um, once you warn investors that it's going to go bankrupt, yeah. right? Like your investors are all going to pull out as soon as you tell them like, FYI, we might go belly up any day now. Sorry, guys. Money, Whoops. not so good. Um, now Bird was booted from the New York Stock, Stock Exchange in September of 2023 because they failed to consistently maintain a market cap of $15 million. And guess what? You saw the future. On December 20th, 2023, Bird announced it was filing for bankruptcy. Now, don't worry. You're like, oh, no, no (laughs) more. Well, guess what? Lime, I know what you wanted. They know what you wanted. They're giving it to the people. Lime is rolling out its new Gen 4 seated scooter that aims to appeal to older users and people with reduced physical mobility. Now they want old people on these, Lauren. Okay, actually, though. <laughs> that as grandma an, is going to be on one. Okay. If they're actually doing the work, though, as an accessibility and mobility tool, it's not a bad idea to make downtown areas more accessible to people with limited mobility and elderly yeah. people. There okay. is. Okay. I'm, but they have to actually, like, build safe here, devices right. for people to use. Right. Here's my appeal. Make them less cute because i think the i should confirm but i think the ones that this gen 4 is still like the two wheels and then it's just with a seat so my thought is it should be a trike it should have three wheels make it less sexy and i'm like yeah that's probably true because big cities are notoriously inaccessible oh for sure so actually creating something that's sleek enough to kind of navigate is great I just don't trust that they're going to do it <laughs> in a Lime, way that is. Do we have oh. a pitch for you? <laughs> you are now going to focus on making cities inclusive to all people with various mobility needs. Lime <laughs> to be the spearhead of that. So if you're like, oh my gosh, where, as a grandma, where can I get that access? If you live in San Francisco and Chicago, <laughs> they're already available. And apparently they're going to also be available in other North American cities in Australia and New Zealand soon. That's so random. Okay. I know. Um, Now, of course, they're saying that it's more safe because it has larger wheels and a lower baseboard to make the center of gravity better. But okay. that's probably true. Right, I still think it needs to be a, a trike. A trike. Um, so how afraid do we actually need to be? Um. We've talked about kids evade the age requirement, which is a problem. Um, but again, that's on bird. Um, you can't, like, kids who don't have fully developed brains aren't going to necessarily make the best decisions. So kids under 14 make up the majority of injuries and hospital visits. 
at least 29 people have died as a result of injuries due to e-scooter accidents uh, between 2018 and 2020. So it might be more since then. But there are a lot few scooters, too. So that's true. Um, but the number also includes like pedestrians stuck by e-scooters. <laughs> it's not only like dangerous to the people riding them, but also pedestrians if you're on the sidewalk. I feel like that's what would happen to me. Yeah. Get What's the next most embarrassing thing? Getting hit. Getting hit by an e-scooter. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, stopping it in its tracks. Being like so sturdy and so substantial that the scooter just like creak. And somehow like I have all of the injuries and they have like literally none. Yeah. I completely broke their fall. I cushioned them. Uh, um, Good news for us. The majority of victims were male. Because the majority of e-scooter riders are male. That tracks. Um, most also, of the- we talked about purely anecdotal, but it seems like the majority of people likely to engage in higher risk scootering are male. Yeah. They're the ones like going not just getting point shit. A to point B, but doing yeah. all these or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're trying to be on jackass. <laughs> um now. Most victims were involved in a collision with the car. Like, those are the worst ones. That's awful. Yeah. Um, One victim was a five-year-old boy who died when he fell off the scooter. Oh. He was sharing with his mom. Oh. Yeah, he got hit by a car. Oh. Um, the Consumer Product Safety Commission between says between 2017 and 2022 um, said that there was a 21% jump in deaths and accidents. And the Austin Public Health released a study tracking e-scooter injuries over two months in 2018. And of the 190 injured riders, nearly half had injuries to the head. Wow. Um, Part of the issue is, like, there's also not a lot of research. Like, there are not a lot of studies that track e-scooter injuries. Um, But the ones that we do have, they say that one-third of e-scooter accidents involve those on their first ride. Now, if you're worried about... Those malfunctioning scooters. I think they pretty much fixed it. That was like mostly a, <laughs> it seemed like a 2018, like pre-pandemic okay. issue. Um, but if you want to know that number, Consumer Reports says 8% of respondents said they had ridden an e-scooter that malfunctioned or didn't <laughs> work correctly. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, um, Lime is going to say that Everything is fine. Um, and their global com- communications director said that only 0.02% of scooter trips result in a reported incident, and only a fraction of those end in serious injury. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Right. There are a lot, but also, like, reported. Like, are you really going to... My sister didn't report that. Right, right. You know what I mean? Um, to me, that's insult to injury. I have an embarrassing accident. <laughs> Let me tell the company about it. Right. So I, I don't mean, know if I did that. And it would be my fault if I did it. So it's like, I'm not, yeah. who am I going to report to? What, right. Exactly. Um, so e scooters. I was right all along. <laughs> Everyone else is wrong. Even though, like, most of them probably you're not going to get injured. Um, I'm going to focus on the people who were. And now when people are like, oh, you want to grab a bird? Not as if people are asking me that all the time. I'm going to say no. And this is why. 
Okay, good. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> now I can finally turn down with some reasoning. All yep. those people who keep asking me to jump on a scooter. I know it's like constant. Um, what is making you anxious, Lorian? Um, two things. One is taxes. And the other yeah. is death. No, I'm just kidding. Um, do you know death and ta- it's fine. Taxes. So I just have to upload all the stuff to the portal for the CPA, who you might remember is my most intimidating uncle. And <laughs> and they're gonna do it. So it's it's not that stressful. I just it's like, do I have all the right stuff? Right. And then will I get the I really need to get the solar credits, which is why I'm having someone else do it. So hopefully, like I left myself enough time. So I'll be really glad once that's all done. I'm gonna upload everything today. I was waiting, I was collecting because you know, some stuff takes forever to come. And I think I have yeah. everything now. So I can upload it. And then the other thing is that I need to go to the Apple store because my phone has a little crack in the bottom of the screen, which is not that big of a deal, like where it is, except that if any moisture gets in there, the touchscreen just like stops responding right. Oh. And it like opens stuff on its own because there's moisture up underneath. And so far, every time it has dried out, but I, every time it happens and I blow dry it, but every time it happens, I worry that this is the time that it like is actually damaging the yeah. sensor. And it's going to be broken, broken, like it happened in Utah. And I was like, great, I'm just going to, how am I going to access my boarding pass? But so I, I have an appointment, um, but I just need to go get that taken care of. But until I do, it's like, Ooh, what am I going to do to my yeah. phone? So. Oh God. Do they have like, is it like when you get a crack in your car window and they just like, there's a dude that like puts the little stuff in it and then it's like brand new or they got to take the whole thing off. I think they're going to replace the screen. I have we Apple Care. See if those car guys can like do some work for them. I think like the sensitivity of a touchscreen is a little different. I think <laughs> um, I have Apple Care, so it's only thirty dollars to get okay. the screen replaced. So it's definitely would be more of an anxiety in like the olden days when it used to cost significantly more. But yeah, fair. What's making you anxious? Um, Bell this week oh, yeah. had like. I was just like petting her and I felt like this little like patch. It felt like like a little bald patch and it's it was red and it was like a perfect little circle. So obviously I'm like, it's ringworm or it's cancer. And so then I go on of the course. internet, which I shouldn't do. And I'm like looking up many pictures of ringworm and I'm like, yep, it's this. I don't know how she got it because the internet says you can only get it from another infected thing. And she doesn't come into contact with things, but somehow she has ringworm. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I keep a disgusting home. Somehow ringworm has infested. And then I'm like, no, maybe it's just cat acne. And I'm like, no, those pictures don't look the same. And then I'm like, it must be cancer, even though the Internet isn't even telling me it's cancer. But she's <laughs> going to die. And I've only had I haven't even had her a year. And so then <laughs> I call Christine because I'm like, if I call my mom, she's going to be like, take her to the emergency room. <laughs> If I, call my dad, emergency right? room. <laughs> if I call my dad, he's going to be like, she's fine. Just rub some dirt in it. Christine is like the level of like, she cares about her dog. And it's like, would you take him to the emergency vet and spend a lot of money on maybe nothing or wait until Monday when I can call? And she's like, wait till Monday. Yeah, good. I'm glad that was her. Because this was so Sunday night also, yeah. right? It wasn't like Friday evening. It was yeah. Sunday night. It was Sunday night. And so... Obviously, I took some pics of it. So I was like, the vet might want it. Called first thing, literally 8 a.m. when they open. I'm like, hi, my cat has this thing. 
She's like, well, if you can give us a picture, I'm like, I have one right now. Do you want me to send it to you? And she's like, yes. And then the next day she was like, so we're giving you some of this hot spot treatment spray thing. And maybe we can make an appointment just in case. And I was like, hey, that's perfect. That's so great that they gave you that without even having to take her in first and then like make a follow-up appointment for later. But that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. the, The puppy had some tummy trouble this week, which puppies do. Right. That's puppies. But there's also the stress of like, well, she's still getting her course of vaccines and same thing. Like she hasn't come in contact with other dogs. She doesn't because we're waiting until she gets all those shots, but I'm still like, ah, yeah. I hate that. That's very stressful. Did it help so far? I mean, is it helping? Okay. And then, well, then there's this other, this is an anxiety. This is like annoyance, but like, I, I got, I got the spray on good today. But the last few days, I'm, like, kind of guessing. It's so hard because it's right on her neck. So it's, like, I got to, like, get her neck up. I tried to put – I had, like, a lick mat. And yeah. I was, like, it has suction cups that apparently only suck the horizontal surfaces and not vertical ones. <laughs> you know, I, was, I like, have I'm... had that experience with the lick mat as well, is that it sticks to every countertop I put it down right. on. <laughs> so I was, like, okay, I'm going to put it on the shower, like, wall. No, no joy. Some... No, it fell down immediately because I was like, I need her to like have her neck up so I can like spray it. So now I'm just like holding her and like trying to get it on. I'm like, I hope it went on it. And I'm like, this would be so much easier if there's another fucking person here to like give like give her a treat while I'm doing this. I got it really good today, though. Good. It looks about the same. If it's on her neck, that's Poe's fault, right? Is it? Should I blame him? Doesn't a hot spot come from? It's like from licking, from bothering it. Yeah. he and probably can she get to it. It takes her. It, I don't think she gets to it very good. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. I just. Poor thing. I'm like, it's a hot spot. They said it's a hot spot. Yeah, it is. Mariana, try your best. It'll be fine. Not it will answer. be fine. That's right. She's going to be okay. It doesn't seem like it's that distressing to her either, right? No, she's mostly upset when I put the spray yeah, on. Yeah, so that's okay. She's okay. What's bringing you joy? They've got a couple of things. Um, one is it snowed all morning and my dogs love the snow. So watching them run around in the snow, even though they come inside soaking wet, I just mopped the <laughs> floors, but it's, they have such a good time. It's really fun. They're both snow pups. They live in the wrong state, <laughs> <laughs> but they love it. And then the other is that I was, uh, revising something I wrote and it was like a really rough first draft. And so I was trying to rewrite the first chapter and it was one of those things where a lot of it was really bad because a lot of it was exposition stuff that I needed to know, but I'm like, well, none of this needs to be, can actually be in here. This is terrible. But then it's always nice when there's a couple moments where I'm like, oh, that worked. That's what I was going for. And you like have to, you live for those things. Got to hang on to those things. And then the last thing is last week when I asked for a stranger suddenly I can't remember the opposite of danger, stranger, undanger, stranger kindness stories, <laughs> stranger undanger. <laughs> I didn't give people a lot of notice. So I got a couple uh-huh. more from, um, uh-huh. our friend Megan. So I was going to share those and then I will, I promise let you have a turn. No, I don't care. Tell, tell me. She said she has two. The first was, uh, my mom was out grocery shopping and was wearing a beetle shirt and her normal jean jacket. And she, I'm sorry, that's a Beatles shirt. She wasn't wearing a beetle shirt I was with like, bugs on it. <laughs> 
I thought bug first and I was like, no, it must be the band. Beatles shirt and her normal jean jacket. And she has reading glasses with red frames and a girl stopped her and said she loved her look. And they had a whole conversation about the Beatles and it made my mom's day. And then the second is she said, when I went to Spain and checked into the hotel, they asked who I was visiting typical small talk. And when I mentioned my birthday was one of the big festival days and how I'd wanted to see Fallas for like 50, 15 years, (laughs) not in her sixties, 15 years, the manager offered me a spot at a party they had for the Mascaletta fireworks in the town square. So I got to go to a third floor party overlooking the entire square and thousands of people with free food and drinks and a perfect view of the festivities that day. That was truly just the manager organizing like a fun birthday thing for her. So there you go. That's amazing. Yeah. I loved those. Oh, stranger on danger, stranger on danger. What's bringing it's so catchy. (laughs) What is bringing you joy? (laughs) Um, let's see. I, on Friday, I, I did two things, Whoa. which is crazy. Party I gotta hard. slow down. You go girl. I, <laughs> I went to happy hour specifically for one of our colleagues birthdays who, oh, that's fun. she, she was my lunch bestie last year. And then she left us for another middle school, but, oh, I just love her so much. So we had that. And then I went to see uh, meet up with a friend who came in, Jesse, from out of town, went to dinner, got delicious sushi. So it was just like, who is this like crazy girl just going out? Um, and now I'm going to try to like take that energy in because we have like a five day long weekend coming up. And I'm like, I want to now I'm like thinking about what is something that I can do that I wouldn't usually do because it would take too much energy and go do that. That's awesome. So, I can't yeah. wait to hear what you decide. Now, just to put some pressure on it, so it's no longer a joyful now thing, I, I've turned it into a thing. So, do whatever you well, want. Well, now it's like I have to do it because I've already said it. So Is now that I good? Just, yeah. I think okay, so. good pressure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. The world can be a scary place. Don't forget to take a deep breath. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore anxiety pod. We'll talk to you next week.